Hello and welcome back everybody to an all new edition feel and sound of the All Out Blitz podcast. You got Jeff here and you got the little man Brady. Say what's up, dude. Brady and we are back. We are back after a couple of weeks of going uh, stir crazy in the house. Yep. Dealing with uh, stay at home orders and El Quarantino. <laughs> but we are back and uh, yeah, moved my office actually back into the house and we got a new setup. set up with all new gear and ready to rock and roll because guess what, everybody? It is NFL draft week. Finally, it is upon us and it's glorious. It is glorious. It is glorious. Let's, uh, why don't you run down for everybody, Braid, what we're going to be chatting about today. Okay, so first things first, we're going to talk about the new uniforms. After that, we will be talking about the teams that may be looking to trade up. The third thing will be players that could be part of a draft day trade. Then we're going to talk about our Falcons draft needs. And finally, we're going to be talking about draft bus of the past. Blast from the past. I like past. it. Hope you guys all saw these new uniforms coming out there. Uh, a lot of teams really making a switch up, really hoping we have an NFL season so we Especially can Atlanta. So we can see them all in the field this coming season. Uh, yes, we have the Atlanta Falcons dropping on us. Absolute fire. Bombs. And I don't care what people say. They're like, oh, look at these arena or look at these arena uniforms. Oh, they look terrible. You know what? They went away from the norm, just like the ATL does. And I love them. I, I mean, too. I'm looking at them right now on my screen. And you got yeah. the home all black going back to black, baby, with the Atlanta Falcons, the big old ATL across the chest. You got the gradient one, which ironically Grady Jarrett is wearing. Exactly. You got the old Grady gradient, red to black mix, and the jersey looks sweet. And then you got the cold as ice white, I'm going to call them. We're Debo, Dion good old Dion Jones, Jones, hanging out in the previews. Uh, I think they look great. I really, really like these new unis, man. Uh, looking and then we forward, got the old ones. yeah. Looking forward to seeing them on the field this year. That, and of course, you got the big old Falcon logo on the helmet now. Yeah, I know they got bigger. It looks like it just, I don't know, hit the weight room or something in the off season yeah. and grew no, up a little jacked. bit. <laughs> uh, I like them. I'm really looking forward to them. I didn't buy a jersey. I did, of course, buy the uh, the new draft hat though, which I'm. Not so patiently waiting for it to show up in my mailbox, hopefully by draft night to sport it and get ready for the next Atlanta Falcons that'll be joining the squad. Yep. You also have my brother's team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buccaneers. dropping some new unis. The pewter looks good. I like that. Not just the white and all that kind of stuff. They look good, though. I like them. Uh, once again, doing a little bit of, well, I can't say doing what Atlanta did, but their teams are kind of similar in what they do with uniforms these days. Logo's a little bit bigger on the helmet, but I like them overall. Yeah. Uh, who else did we have? Cha the Rams got a new logo that looks terrible. No one likes the new logo. <laughs> I just think it looks weird. He, my dad says, he keeps saying, it looks like the Chargers logo because it looks like they have LAC in it. Yeah, somebody really should have thought that one over a little bit more. Because you showed me there was like four of them, and one of them was just like a Rams head. Yeah. Which I think they should have just chose that one. Yeah, they should have just stuck with the the head. I mean, that's uh, other than the L.A. and the, I want to say C. It, it just, it the L.A., like it's, the, it's the ram horn, you know, that, that goes around like that. But you know what? It is what it is. That's just how it goes. You can't, can't like them all. It. Can't do anything about it. Uh, the Browns 
showed new uniforms, which they make look, me laugh because they look exactly the same. I don't really see the difference. They're brown. They're, br- <laughs> they're orange. They got browns in the name. They're orange and they're white. The least you guys could have done is he's gotten a logo. That's at least that's the least. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's funny, you know. I was watching watching videos there in the Twitter sphere of these Browns players opening up and seeing the unis for the first time, and they got all jacked up. They're all excited, and I'm really not sure why. So we'll have to figure that one out at some point. Also going around, I just want to point this out. Might be rumor. There's rumors going around that Odell might be traded. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. When we talk about possible draft day trades okay. and who may be out there. There's a couple more unis coming out this week. Patriots are dropping new uniforms on Monday. Tomorrow, Sweet. the New England Patriots ushering out Tom Brady and ushering in new uniforms, a new look for the new New England Patriots. Better get a new QB. They got Jared Stidham. <laughs> Jared like Stidham him. is their QB. He, nobody had been played yet. We don't know how he is. We got to wait and see how he turns out. Uh, but they're pretty confident, I think. I think they're also they're going to make a move in the draft. I think for a QB mm-hmm. too. And then there's one more uniform that I'm aware of so far. It's out there. Apparently, I'm not. Some I don't know. some people have uh, seen them already. I have not because they haven't released them, and I'm just not that important to the NFL world. Uh, <laughs> but the Chargers are releasing new uniforms on Tuesday. After they get rid of Philip Rivers. Yeah, so ushering out Philip, ushering in new uniforms. Same as the Pats. So, it's interesting. All, all these teams, you know, I don't it's it's I don't remember seeing so many uniform changes by so many different teams in a single offseason. So, it seems like, you know, being that a process like this, you can't just do overnight. Arizona's going to be next. It, maybe, you know, a little de- little, little D-hop flavor. Uh Usher when it well maybe when Larry Fitzgerald retires they'll usher out Fitzgerald and bring in new units. Yeah. That's just apparently the way it's going. Uh, yeah, just a lot of uniform changes. I'm looking forward to seeing all these new looks on the field this year, whether there's fans in the stands or not. Um, hopefully they get it all done and we can uh, see them on the field playing some ball. Now, what's let's the next topic, talk about man? Teams that may be looking to trade up. Teams looking to trade up. And like I was saying earlier. That there's rumors going around that Odell might be getting traded. Potentially. You just never know. Potentially. Potentially. You know, we got to wait and see. When You know, when it comes to these current players um, possibly being trade bait, if you will, to move up in the draft or make a couple of swaps here and there, um, they're really hard to really hard to predict. Yeah. You know, there's a couple more players out there. Let's talk about like draft slot trades. Like, what teams may be looking to move up in the draft? Now, I mean, maybe not even for a specific player. Like, one that comes to mind right away is, you know, because of the Falcons' history, they always talk about, oh, maybe Atlanta's going to make a move. And that's that's possible. It is. I could see Atlanta make it, because they're currently they hold number 16. Mm-hmm. I don't, me personally, I don't want to see the move past the top 10. It's I think it's going to take way too much. We're not just one piece away from a championship. Um I think they got to do it right. I would like us to. I would like to see us maybe move up to like eleven ish, which is only a couple of spots, if the right player is there. Also, it is confirmed that the Dolphins will not be trading up to the first spot to get Joe Burrow from the Bengals. It's confirmed. Uh, that could be a smokescreen. It was confirmed. I've it seen still it. could be a smokescreen. Let's talk about Atlanta for one more second, though. Okay. 
because I really only want to see Atlanta move up for two players. I think to get a top corner like Jeffrey Akuda is going to take way too much. So I think he's he's already out of the picture. He's not going to drop down into 8, 9, 10, 11. He's going to be gone to top five. If Kinlaw or if Derek Brown starts to drop a little bit, those are the two I would like to see Atlanta move up for, as long as they're not selling too much, as long as they don't have to give too, too much to get them. Um, <clears throat> if those guys are gone, I'd rather them stay at 16 yeah. and grab maybe Chase on or CJ Henderson. I would just try and get like a like corner. That. That's but, what I would focus well, on. It, it's definitely going to be defense. It's yeah. definitely going to be defense. But if you can get somebody like Kinlaw or Derek Brown to put by Grady Jarrett, that defensive line would be very difficult to handle. Because you already have a running back in Todd Gurley. So now all they need to fill in is just a cornerback to fill in Desmond Trufant. Well, there's a couple more needs there. We'll talk about that when we talk about Falcons' yeah. needs later. Let's talk about another potential move. Because Miami is not... They're not set on quarterback, right? They got the beard. Everybody mm-hmm. loves the beard, but he's not hes not their long-term solution. I could see Miami trading the number five to Detroit at number three. I think they might be getting Herbert, actually. It's possible. I don't know, but I think they're going to have to make a trade to, to make it happen because you got to figure Burrow's going to go one, Chase Young likely to two to the Redskins, unless they jump and take Tua, which I just don't know if they will or not because of his injury stuff. Uh, but I could definitely see Miami making a quick jump from five to three to go for the QB that they want. If they are super, Probably. super solid, and let's say Burrow goes one, Chase Young goes two, and two is there, and that's who Miami wants, and they think that, I mean, I don't think the Lions are going to take him, but the Giants, are they going to take him at four? No, they just grabbed Daniel yeah. Jones. So, I mean, I don't think they need to jump to three for a QB, but... If for some odd reason there's an odd run really quick on, on QBs, they might make a move. But look for Miami to do something because they got three first-round picks. Giants need a quarterback. I'm just saying that. They Giants. Need a quarterback. They got Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is trash. He played one year. No arguments there. Just because he's Eli Jr. doesn't matter. He's not even close to Eli Jr. He's actually exactly Eli Jr. If Eli had... Eli a, Manning is amazing. He is not. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to kick you out of this Eli room Manning right now. won a Super Bowl. Eli Manning... He did not. Eli Manning is overrated trash. Okay, maybe he is overrated, but still. Okay. He's a Manning don't say brother. He, don't say he's amazing when he's not. And Daniel Jones literally is a young version of Eli Manning. It's exactly who Daniel Jones is. We're not going to argue about he's this because I know what I'm talking about. He's a Manning brother. Of course, he's overrated. Doesn't first of all, Peyton is <laughs> glorious. Peyton's one of the best to ever play the game. We're not going to argue about Mannings right now because they don't matter because there's literally zero of them in the NFL. Let's take a look at another uh, team trade, possibly the Broncos. The Broncos got their starting quarterback with Drew Locke. They grabbed him in the second round back. last year. They got Melvin Gordon. They got Philip Lindsay. I see the Broncos potentially moving as cl- as far up as ten. Maybe trade with the Browns to go and grab a wide receiver like Jerry Judy, Ceedee Lamb, or Ruggs to pair to give Drew Lock another weapon. They got the running backs. They just need to add depth 
and skill and talent at wide receiver to help their quarterback. Uh, The other potential one is a little different. There's a battle in the AFC, you know, between a couple of teams typically. Typically, you have the Patriots. You got the Chiefs. Chiefs. You got the Ravens. Ravens. And the Steelers, typically. the Steelers. Top couple teams, right, in the AFC. They always try to outdo each other. I could see potentially the Ravens making a jump. They typically hold number 28 with the Dolphins at 18, which is just ahead of the Patriots, to go and grab a linebacker, potentially like Patrick Queen from LSU. Um they're a little thin at linebacker right now. They got a couple of good guys, but losing Suggs last year and a couple other guys, they're a little lean at the moment. Patrick Queen can step in, fly around the field, and do what the Ravens defense does with everybody else on that defensive side of the ball. The Ravens went and spent a lot of money in the offseason, pick up a lot of free agents, and made some trades to make mm-hmm. that defense even stronger, adding somebody like Patrick Queen. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That could be a dangerous defensive unit again. I have a question for you. Answer. Where, where do you think? Yes. Oh. <laughs> where do you think DeAndre Swift is going to go? Uh, DeAndre Swift, through throughout, I, I've done about four mocks so far, and I've had him every single time going to the Miami Dolphins at twenty six. Really? Yeah. I don't. I don't see running backs really going that high anymore. Um, they they have a short shelf life. They automatically want a ton of money right away because they know they have a short shelf life. Um. But, man, does Miami need a good running back. They do. And DeAndre Swift is heads above every other running back in this draft class. Isn't, like, Kenyon Drake the running back? Yeah, but now he's with Arizona. Oh, that's right. That's why they were able to get rid of David Johnson because they got Drake and they got him re-signed. So they need DeAndre Swift. Miami does. And whether whether they need to take him in the teens to make sure they get him, that's one thing. But if they can get... um. You know, they're going to add some defensive players for sure because they, 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 you know, lost some. Um, but the Dolphins are making some good moves. Dolphins are making some good moves. Here's, a, here's an interesting look on it. While, while the Texans are free to trade everybody because that's just what they do. Yeah, like DeAndre. What I think Miami should do is they should go all in and put a trade together with the Texans for Deshaun Watson. No I think one, if no the one Dolphins, Bill O'Brien, they probably will do it. Yeah, for like a seventh rounder <laughs> and a yeah, pack no of Skittles. Yeah, no Bill O'Brien, you'll probably do it. <laughs> but I would, dude, if I if if the Dolphins can make a trade right for Deshaun Watson and they can grab somebody like DeAndre Swift, right, and then you start pairing all these players, dude, Miami Dolphins could be They're something be stacked, fierce, because that defense is looking real good right now. It is, and that offense ain't too bad either. I mean they did beat the Patriots last year at the end of the season to mm-hmm. make the postseason amazing and put the Patriots in a wild card game for the first time in like two decades. Uh, but oh, wouldn't that be something? They're looking for this quarterback of the future. It's not Tua. It's not anybody else. It's, it's Deshaun not Love. Watson. It's not Eason. It's not even Burrow. Deshaun Watson. And I, the reason I bring that up is there's this picture going around social media this weekend about Deshaun Watson wearing a Dolphins t-shirt. And the fans have been going absolutely bonkers over it. I would love to see Deshaun Watson play in Miami. That'd be amazing. I think that'd be really, really awesome to see. You'd probably get him more than I bet even if they wins. even if they had to give two first rounders 
they, they would got probably th- still they do got it. Th- they got three this year. Give them two for Watson, which I don't even think it would take that much to get them. Give them the number five, and then give them eighteen. Hopefully, you can still get DeAndre Swift at twenty six. Pair him up with yeah. Watson. Oh boy, that'd be fun to watch. Well, knowing Bill O'Brien, he'll probably do it because he traded DeAndre Hopkins away for a running back. Yeah, well, when they already got like got a first rounder for him. I mean, come on now. You've gotten some type of round out of it. Yeah, they didn't though. He's not that bright. That one, that O'Brien guy. Nope. (laughs) Should we go to our next? Any any other? uh, I mean, uh, there's definitely going to be some teams. I mean, I'll also take a look for the the newly titled Las Vegas Raiders to maybe make a move. Yeah, they got a couple of first-round picks, you know, and they're building out a good team. I could see Mayock and Gruden maybe um, potentially move up if they find somebody they want, but more importantly, maybe move down slightly to grab an extra pick or two. They like to, The Raiders like to hoard uh, draft picks, which is good because they got to build a team up, but mm-hmm. uh, they got a, a lot of good players last year uh, with Jacobs and uh, Jonathan Abrams, which we didn't even get to see because he got hurt. Um Look for them to to try to possibly add uh, another wide receiver. You know, they tried to hit with Antonio Brown last year, just like every other team that tried to hit with Brown. It just flopped and failed because Antonio Brown. Uh, I could see the Raiders trying to move up possibly a little bit and maybe grab like Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb. Uh, I think they'd be great additions to the Raiders squad too. So wait and see. Only about... What is it? Four more sleeps till draft night, day one. Do you think Odell is going to get traded somewhere? It's possible. You know, the Browns are saying, oh, it was never really a topic of discussion. We don't know where the rumors came from. Uh, you know, you can't really put anything past the Browns. <laughs> you just really can't. I there mean, was there was like a rumor going around that he was going to get traded to the Vikings. but that Which would be interesting because they did lose Stephon Diggs. They, they do need a little bit of help at wide receiver now, which is Thielen there. Of course, they still have Kyle Rudolph at tight end. Then they got Dalvin Cook, but they need another good weapon. Mm-hmm. So I could see them looking for, you know, potent, at some point grabbing a draft pick for wide receiver. And also, I'm just going to throw something. Jamal Adams of the New York Jets is... From what I've seen, not going to be getting a anything done with his contract. So he might not be with the Jets anymore. Being that you bring that up, let's switch gears a little bit and move into our potential trade bait players of draft night. Because Jamal Adams is one of them. Right? He's been very vocal about potentially wanting to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Um man, he's a heck of a player. I don't know why the Jets wouldn't pay that, man. You gave Le'Veon Bell a ton of money. Why wouldn't you pay Jamal Adams? You know what I mean? I think the Cowboys could take him because the Cowboys would I'm love pretty to sure they Jamal got Adams. rid of Byron Jones, right? They did. I'd say they could fill that spot in with Jamal Adams. Yeah. Uh, well, not quite Phil. Byron Jones is a corner. 50%. Jamal's a uh, safety, but he's so 50%. dynamic. He's so dynamic, he can pretty much do whatever you want him to do. Uh, but he, but that's a field. potential trade bait option. Right, it thinking is. about uh, the Jets trying to make some room. Uh, I'm sure, hopefully, the Jets wouldn't be stupid and they'd get quite a haul for him, maybe like a first rounder or two plus a player or two. Mm-hmm. Um, you already mentioned Odell, right? The mm-hmm. Browns need to make some moves. They're 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 not making terrible moves. I want to say this off season, uh, but they know they have a lot of work to do. 
and I think freeing up not only cap space, but seeing if you can't get something. I mean, they did give a lot to the Giants to get him, uh, including a first rounder and some other stuff. So look for them to try to recoup that. Another player uh, that recently came out over this weekend is Jags, potentially looking to get rid of star running back Leonard Fournette. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to leave. He's, he's a high mileage running back, though. He's got a lot on his feet, man, his knees. Still, on, I think he's still under his rookie deal even. But, oh boy, I don't know. Are there teams that would want to take a chance on him? Maybe Miami. Maybe Miami. If they can't get Swift and they, they need somebody that can bash and move people, I mean, Fournette would be a good deal. And then he doesn't have to go far. You just got to take a quick bus or something from Jacksonville to Miami, which is a couple-hour right, drive. I want to put this out here just to see. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if this will work. And if it does work, I want to be the first one that called it. Um. I think, not think, I'm hoping that the Bills will make a trade to the Browns so they get Odell as well, not so they don't trade Stephon Diggs. Like, they'll, the Bills will keep Stephon Diggs, but they'll trade Odell. That's rough, man. Wow. And they'll trade for Odell, and then the Browns will go pick up another wide receiver. So you think the Bills, you're saying the Bills would have Josh Allen slinging the ball to Stephon Diggs and Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah, and then the Browns and the Dragons. I don't even know if the Bills would have enough money to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Diggs is getting paid. I could see maybe Leonard Fournette going to the Bills. Maybe. They got Singletary, but they need another guy. I guess Frank Gore, too. But interesting, (laughs) interesting. I didn't even think about that one, though. Odell to the bill. I don't know. Do you think he wants to play in cold weather again like he did with the Giants? Well, he's, well, he's in Cleveland. Cold. He's so. used to cold weather then, so he should be fine with yeah, it. He played in Cleveland too, so that should be all right. I want this to get started up on YouTube. Anyone listening, make a video about this. Oh, boy. Um, interesting take. Interesting take. I didn't, I didn't hear something like that yet. We are all out Blitz podcast. You heard it first from the little guy. Yep. Odell to the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> making stuff up. I like it. I got one more player. One more, and then we're going to number four. Tight end. O.J. Howard. Buccaneers. Potentially looking to get moved. There's rumors going that maybe Tom Brady wants Gronk to come out of retirement and go play for the Bucks. I don't see that happening. I don't either. I don't see that ha- I think the Patriots still own the rights to Gronk, too, so they'd have to make some kind of trade with New England. Yeah. Um... That'd be interesting, for sure. But, like, let's be honest. I mean, how many weapons they need down there? There is they need such a good, thing they need, as too many weapons. They need a good running back is what they need. Ronald Jones is serviceable, but uh, the Bucs take Leonard Fournette. Well, yeah, and he still doesn't have to go far to Tampa. They're all down there in Florida hanging out together on the beaches and stuff down there. Heard of your first again, Leonard Fournette <laughs> to the Bucs. No. Uh, O.J. Howard, that, was, that surprised me when I heard about that one. Because O.J. Howard is an up-and-coming tight end, man. He's got he's got really good ball skills. He can block, uh, catches really well. Uh, I think in this Arians, Bruce Arians offense his second year, I think he's going to be he's gonna be looking to move up, up, up in the world. You got a good QB finally. Finally. I mean, imagine, I mean, when you got Tom Brady throwing to Godwin and Evans and O.J. Howard and you get a really good running back behind them. I just remember there is such thing as too many weapons. I agree. I agree, but Tom Brady does like to spread it around quite a bit. He does. And that Bruce Arians offense is is made up 
to have a lot of people getting the ball. You just got to make sure. I don't. I don't think you have too many big egos there in Tampa. You know, OJ Howard hasn't been around long enough to have an ego. Chris Mike Go- Evans does. Mike Evans has been around, but I don't. He doesn't have a big ego like give me the ball, and he doesn't throw Odell fits on the sideline and kick nets and throw stuff. Mm. Uh, Godwin doesn't seem that way either. So. Um, yeah, a couple of players to potentially look at. You got Odell, you got Jamal Adams, you got OJ Howard and Leonard Fournette, all guys that you would think would have been with their teams for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently this is the off season to get rid of big names. Apparently. Right. I mean, DeAndre. Saw, not even just DeAndre. There's just, there's a ton of like, there's so many people just on the move. Calais Campbell getting tossed around. Right. I mean, I don't think he signed with anyone yet. Baltimore. Oh, that's what it was. That's what I'm saying. If they throw that in and Baltimore jumps up and grabs Patrick Queen at linebacker, that defense is going to be something fierce. Um, what's next on the docket, B man? Got. Let's talk about the Falcons' draft needs. Oh boy. Now, I hope everybody has their Sunday free. Hopefully, because. This is the Sunday edition of the All Out Blitz podcast. Yep. And the Falcons have a lot of needs, people. We do. We have a lot of needs. First and foremost being corner, right? Because we did lose True. Yeah. Right? Which is fine. Which is fine. Too much money. I think he's a good corner. I don't think he was worth the money. Uh, But corner is definitely a top need. Uh, we got Kendall Sheffield and Isaiah Oliver that are filling in. I think they'll fill in very nicely. They've both been doing a lot of work in the offseason, according to their accounts and what the team's been saying. Uh, edge rushers, right? We did uh, do a little bit of work on the edge rushers, right? Because we got we got rid of Beasley. We dropped him. Uh, but we did go and get Dante Fowler Jr. Yeah. Looking forward to see that man dressing up in the red and black this season. And the gradient. Uh, possibly. Uh, but Dante Fowler coming off the edge. Very, very exciting between him and Tack McKinley coming off the edge. You got to think of Grady right in the middle. Um, linebacking crew is looking good. I mean, a defense is, is looking up. And I think the first pick or two of this year's draft will be defensive side of the ball as well. Uh, look for hopefully like a Derek Brown or Javon Kinlaw or something like that coming in to help out on the defensive front. That'd be sweet. A couple other needs. I already mentioned D tackle just because of Derek Brown being out there. Hopefully, hopefully he falls a little bit, get a little lucky and grab him. Uh, offensive side of the ball. What do you think we need? Uh, I think maybe you need a tight end to replace on Hooper. Already did it. Oh. Come on. All against the offensive line. That's what we need right there. We got running backs. We need to get like a Grady Jarrett of the offensive line. We need to get someone there just so we can block Matt Ryan and also help Todd move. Yeah, we got Todd in the backfield. We got Ito. We got Allison. We got Brian. Brian Hill just signed his tender. Wide receivers. We got Julio. We got Calvin. We got Hayden Hurst came over. That's defense, man. Offense, offense, offense. I don't know who he is. Gosh, this kid's still sleeping today. Uh, Hayden Hurst, we grabbed from, with a trade to uh, Baltimore 
to come in and fill in nicely for Hooper. And I think he'll do well. He's, he's an up-and-coming tight end as well. I know Atlanta looked at him a couple of years ago in the draft, and they ended up passing on him. Uh, but this is the year. Now we got him. Mm-hmm. So we added a couple of guys like Fowler, like Gurley, and like Hayden Hurst. Doing good so far. But we do need a guard or a tackle. I know we need it. We, we, we got Chris Lindstrom last year and Caleb McGarry at guard and tackle, both in the first round. Uh, definitely looking at another guard would be fantastic or a swing tackle. Um, here's a couple of thoughts. Think about this. Okay. Thoughts. We mentioned, I mentioned this when we talked about draft stuff a little bit ago, but if we need to move up and grab somebody like Kinlaw or Brown, if they're there, totally cool with that. If not, I stay, you say you stay put at 16, grab chase on or CJ Henderson. That he immediately fills a need, whether it's defensive line, linebacker-ish kind of hybrid with Chase on, uh, or a corner with C.J. Henderson. Depending on how the rest of the first round shakes out, you either move back into the first at the end, doing a similar move like we did last year to grab Caleb McGarry at the end of the first, or even a couple of spots earlier in the second to maybe grab uh, Ezra Cleveland or Austin Jackson. Now, Ezra Cleveland was a tackle in college, which will likely move to a guard in the NFL. Uh, he's listed at both, so I think he could be quite the player to move around. Uh, I think his strength is there, his size is there, and to pair him with the rest of the front line that we have, I think would be he'd be an awesome, awesome pick. You might have to move into the end of the first and give something up, but I think it would definitely be worth it to sure up that offensive line. Now, we don't have... Uh, you know, we don't have a pick every round this year, so they're going to have to get creative. But I, I think Dimitrov and those guys will, will make something happen. Yep. Uh, Austin Jackson's fully listed at tackle. He's not listed as a guard. But you know what? When you come to the NFL, you play what you can play. And you play what the coach needs you to play. Exactly. And if that guy played tackle, he can more than likely play guard. He's a big body guy. Really, really great at run blocking, which would be awesome to have right beside uh, Alex Mack to start creating those holes for that zone run scheme that we play. TG's with, gets going. I want to say with Gurley running behind him. Uh, I think Austin Austin Jackson, well, but potential, you know, tackle if we need fill in, but also kind of hybrid guard put him in there. It's just a big body. I mean, he can move people. He can he can block people off. He can create zone blocks. He can do everything. Uh, so you just you just kind of have him fill in. But it would take a move, I think, to get one of those two guys. Just because in round two, we pick at 15. Uh, you have to move up a little bit to, to make that happen. But I, I, I think that'd be awesome. But hopefully the Falcons don't move up, you know, too, too much. Um, any other draft takes, draft ideas, players you'd like to see Atlanta get? As we're talking specifically about Falcons needs right now. I don't think so. No? Nope. You think we'll go get a quarterback this year in the draft? Mm, nah. We're good with Matty Ice and Matty that Ice. job. What? Shab is there, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a good sell. You know, I uh, he's a good backup. He's an expensive backup, but uh, you know, somebody I'm looking forward to. I'm gonna give him a little shout out here is Kirk Kurt Benkert, the uh, third stringer for Atlanta. Got hurt last year. Played really. I love seeing that dude throw in the preseason. He's got he's got some speed to his wheels. He can move around. He's mobile. Uh, he's he's playing a bunch of Fortnite right now. I think trying to win like a million bucks or something. Pretty good gamer as well. Uh, he's got a heck of an arm, really strong arm on him, though. I'd love to see him move into the backup spot over Schaub. He's going to break a controller. 
he's he, I'm telling he's you, man. Press that X button too much. I'm, we're gonna have to sit later. I'll show you some videos of Kurt playing last year in the preseason. That dude can sling it, and he's fun to watch. I, I would love to see him move into the backup role behind Maddie. Definitely for sure. Uh, let's bring. You know, we were talking about this the other day. We're gonna we're gonna do another episode, folks. Of uh, I'm sure everybody's seen it. Typically, coming out of college players like QBU and RBU, like what 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 university spits out the most and the best like running backs. We decided we were, we were walking the other day and one evening just talking about football and other stuff, and we decided to look up states that have some of the best positional players. So what state produced the best quarterbacks? I'm going to go with where, right where we are in and Pennsylvania. Not like, and not like, that doesn't mean like state colleges. He means like what state? What state? Like, like Pennsylvania? Like Pennsylvania, Florida, Georgia, Texas. Like what state produced the, oh, we were talking about the the ESPN thing that was going around mm-hmm. about uh, what state had the best uh, best players per se, current players. Uh, so we're, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little spin on that. And we started looking up Pennsylvania as far as QBs go. We're going to put that on a future episode. So definitely stay tuned for that one because it's great. I'm sorry. There ain't no staff looking that up, finding those details out. Best team. Pennsylvania's got the best QBs in history in the NFL. History. Just to start it off, a little Joe Montana. Okay. Stay tuned for that one. But I don't want to get into that one right now. Uh, Let's talk about, talk about busts. Draft busts of the past. A little blast from the past because every year you have some players that, you know, Scouted to go really high. They look really good at the combine. Played great college football. And for some odd reason, they simply just do not pan out. So we were... One. Go ahead. To Devian Clowney. I don't want to say he didn't pan out. Or I was just, he just bad in college as well? No, he was a monster in college. He was a beast in college. And I think he could be better in the NFL than what he is right now. If he put his mind into it. But busts. There's a lot of them over the years, right? The most well-known draft bust in NFL history. It's a couple of them, but mostly Ryan Leaf, right? Back in 19, you weren't born yet, but back in 1998, it was a battle coming out of college between Ryan Leaf and Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning gets drafted by the Colts first. (laughs) Ryan Leaf ends up going second to the Chargers, his career Really did not turn out like it was. Got himself into trouble. Landed himself in jail. Now, of course, he's out, thankfully, doing well. Got a great family. Working back in the sports business and coming back to everything, which is it's a great story. You look him up, do some research on the guy. He's on radio, TV all the time. It's really cool and good to hear his stories and where he's come from and what he's been through. Puts a lot of stuff into perspective. But he is probably the biggest draft bust in NFL history. Um, a couple of other, I, I mean, I, we went through this as we were, we were doing a little research on this stuff for the show, but, uh, a couple other ones that really come to mind, <laughs> one that came out to me, uh, first of all, quick side note, we're, we're from Pennsylvania, right? We are. Penn state is right here, literally in our backyard. It's almost like us. No, but Penn state right in the backyard. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize how many busts. There are that come from Penn State. We're going to cover that in another episode, too, because it was pretty astonishing. One is this next one. 
the Jets took a tight end by the name of Kyle Brady. Hi. Hi. They took a tight end in the first round. Wow. When these, which is okay if he's that good. And apparently the Jets thought he was. Three players, three very notable players come after Kyle Brady in this draft that the Jets passed on. Ty Law, Derek Brooks, and Warren Sapp. Wow. All come after Kyle Brady. Now, of course, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? It all, it, when you look at it now, that happened, that kind of stuff happens every year. Yeah. But, wow. If you look at it now, mind blown. That is, that to me is a bust. That's a draft bust. Not it a player. Is. That's a team's draft bust. Yeah. Uh, another one, actually, High law. let's talk about, let's talk about two from the Browns because the Browns are potentially, uh, I mean, there should be a trophy for draft bust and they should just, it should be the Browns logo yeah. because you have one where they drafted running back Trent Richard Richardson at number three, terrible player overall good in college for like a year. Terrible. Did not put at the number three pick. It is rare. You're talking about the Browns. It is rare to get that big of a busted three. Okay. The second for the Browns, and and I loved watching this. I remember watching it live. The what the Browns eventually received when they traded the sixth overall pick to the Falcons. When the Falcons got Julio Jones. So out of this, you don't even know this yet, okay? The Falcons traded like four or five draft picks or four or five spots to move up to six to draft Julio Jones. Could you imagine the Browns the, taking Julio? To the Browns, right? The Browns, four picks that essentially came from the Falcons to get Julio Jones. Think of Julio Jones, okay? Big star. Big star wide receiver. The Browns got a nose tackle by the name of Phil Taylor. You ever heard of him? No. Exactly. A wide receiver by the name of Greg Little. Ever heard of him? No. A fullback. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even know how to say his last name, but it's Owen like Merchick. Ever heard of him? No. no. And a QB by the name of Brandon Whedon. Those are the four players that the Browns chose with the draft picks that came from Atlanta that they gave up that one pick so Atlanta can get a name like Julio Jones. That is a fullback. A bust. That is a bust. That is a terrible. You had four picks to try to get something decent out of trading the number six. I'm just focused on a fullback for a wide receiver. I don't know what round that came in. I don't remember what it was, Browns but I are remember still beating themselves up about it. And if they're not, they should be because yes, that was that was terrible. terrible. That was probably like seven coaches ago, uh, three GMs ago. Like I mean, everybody knows that that place is a mess. But still, those players came from the picks that the Falcons gave up. So me, Atlanta Falcons, you by far won that, not just because Julio is the best wide receiver in football, but because because you you essentially gave up Phil Taylor, Greg Little, Owen, whatever, and Brandon Whedon for Julio Jones. 
the Falcons were smart back they won. then. They would they wouldn't have taken it. <laughs> they they won. They won. So Falcons won for show. Um It's just a no. Oh, this is terrible. So back in the day, you weren't you weren't born yet, and maybe you were. I forget when this what this was. It was earlier. It was two thousands yet, but you were you were really little. But the Raiders drafted number one quarterback, Jamarcus Russell. I think I've heard of him before. He was a massive dude. Okay, he was jacked. He no, he's just a big dude, big quarterback. Okay. Big strong arm. Ended up being a buzz. Terrible in professional football. Just not good. Not good decision making. His throws were inaccurate. He's good in college. He did not last very long. He played amazing college football. Okay. But the players that the Raiders now the Raiders, let me explain something to you specifically, Brady, about the Raiders back in the day. Okay. They went for big name guys. They went for speed. If there was a receiver, whoever the fastest wide receiver was in that year's draft, pretty much guaranteed you're going to the Oakland Raiders. Okay? That's just how they were. They did not. And it was Oakland. L.A., Oakland. Wasn't Vegas yet, but it was L.A. and Oakland back in the day. So that's just, that's what Al Davis wanted. He wanted speed, fast. That was it. He didn't really care. Jamarcus Russell came around. Massive cannon of an arm. He was quick. All kinds of stuff. Very, very flashy. I wish I remember who their quarterback was at the time. But the players that they didn't take. Not that, I mean, when you look at some of these players now, you're like, oh, they, they could have been number one picks. But they took Jamarcus Russell, right? First pick of the draft, so everybody okay. else is available. But there's players like this that were there in this year's draft. Calvin Johnson. Megatron, right? Mm-hmm. Star stud, probably the best draft pick the Cleveland Browns ever made, Joe Thomas. Adrian Peterson. Patrick Willis. I feel like I know him. (laughs) And Beast Mode. And Marshawn. And they take Jamarcus Russell. (laughs) (laughs) So those are just a couple of, like I said, typically when you just say, a player is a bust. Like if you think of draft busts, you're talking player. Okay. Like this player was scouted so high. He was supposed to come in and do so well. And he just did not live up to the hype, but teams are, I want to say 50% for 50% responsible for how a player turns out. Right. If a player goes into a good place, uh, good coaching staff, good supporting cast of players, that can really elevate their game, right? You look at like Tyron Matthew going to Kansas City. Everybody knew who the Honey Badger was for years when he was with Arizona and he went to the Texans and he's with Kansas City now. But he has never played a year like he did with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. That dude showed up and showed out and showed the world what he had. But Perfect timing too because you just won a Super Bowl with him. There you go. I mean, it, it's just, it's crazy to think that these players, you know, just if you just think about it, like if they went to a different team or a different setup or a different coach and GM that could have helped in different ways, what their careers could have been like. Jamarcus Russell's one of them. That dude was so talented. I mean, Vince Young is another one. Vince Young, quarterback, came from Texas Longhorns, gets drafted by the Titans, 
probably the most historical collegiate career of any football player in college history. Bust. <laughs> like, it's hard to say. It's just crazy. Nothing more to say. It's, I mean, he had a couple of good, he had a decent year or two here or there, but ultimately not playing football anymore. Probably the best college football player ever. 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 Out of anybody ever. Ever. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting take. But we got four days till draft night. I know days. yesterday morning I woke up. I don't know if anybody else here watched this, but the movie Draft Day, I love. One of my favorite movies of all time. If I need a little football football fix or anything like that, they're on Draft Day. Woke up yesterday, made some coffee, watched Draft Day. It's just fun to watch when you're ready for some football already. For Draft. Yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. But uh, no, this is fun. It's good getting back behind the mic again after a couple weeks. It is. Pretty sweet. You're still mm-hmm. tired, I think. Yeah, a little bit. You gotta wake up, man. It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. It's 2.01. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to come back. We will. This Friday, we're going to do drop another episode because what we're going to do Thursday night is what everybody else should be doing, and it should be watching the first round of what is apparently going to be this virtual NFL draft with good old commish Roger Goodell sitting in his basement eating Cheetos announcing picks. Yep. We're going to see what happens and how this thing all goes <laughs> down. So uh, with that being edition. said, though, exactly, Quarantino edition. Uh, <laughs> oh, Quarantino. We're going to be watching this, uh, paying it very close attention. Most important round of the draft. The seventh round, you're right. Uh, no, <laughs> round one, round one, round one, ding. Round um, one. No, we're going to watch it. We're going to come back Friday and we're going to do a recap, give our thoughts and opinions, just because I know you guys really don't care about them, but we're going to give them anyway. Because uh, it's our podcast. What the first round was like and looking forward to Friday night, which will be rounds two through three, two and three, I should say. Uh, but yeah, they're having a good old little draft-a-thon with this NFL draft this year. They're taking donations and proceeds and all that kind of stuff and uh, giving it to the healthcare workers to help them out with everything they're doing. So uh, speaking of that, thank you, healthcare workers and everybody else that's out there on the front lines working through this pandemic at the moment. Uh, you're loved, appreciated, and uh, just know that everybody appreciates what you're doing out there to be thank helpful you. and do your job and... Be what a human should actually be. Thank you. Um, awesome. So, well, that is it, folks, for Ooh. this, I want to say week's edition, but we're going to throw another one this week because it's draft week <laughs> of the All Out Blitz podcast coming hey, yo, from be- the new studio. New studio. With Jeff and Brady and the All Out Blitz podcast. So we hope you have a great week. And Frank Lamar. Frank Lamar ain't here. He is. Uh, <laughs> And uh, we will see you all back for draft one. Draft one. No, it's not. Round one. Round one. <laughs> 2020 NFL draft recap opinions and thoughts. Round one. From the All Out Blitz podcast. Peace out. Bye. And be great, everybody. <laughs>